and blessed. Hallelujah. Am I on? No. Glory to God. If we switch this, no, we're right. <laughs> Glory. Thanks, guys. Just give it up for our media guys. They're doing an amazing job serving us. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit just land on this scripture just to, I prepared a message for this morning, praise God, I just felt him land on this for us, I want you to go to John 1 if you would, I'm reading out of the Amplified Version, glory to you Jesus, someone say glory to you Jesus, hallelujah, he's the King of Kings, he's the Lord of Lords. You know, when you begin to declare that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, those things that would try and lord it over your life become subject to his lordship. Glory to God. Someone say, he is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. You know, there, there's, there, there can be things that are trying to, or, or, or trying to uh, lord it over your life that you don't even recognize. But when you declare his lordship over your life, they become subject to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Just you declaring that. You don't have to know everything. You just do everything that's coming against you. But what you do is you actually experience a greater freedom by declaring his lordship over your life. Continually. Amen. From your heart. Say, Jesus, you are my Lord. Glory to God. And he deals with you. He sort of cleans up the atmosphere around you. I've never thought of that before, so I believe I'm speaking prophetically now. He just cleans up the atmosphere around you as you declare him as your king and as your Lord. Glory to God. Hey. You know, somebody needs to just stand up right now and declare his lordship over your life. Because oppression flees. Everything becomes subject to him. Amen. Why don't you do that right now? Why don't you join me in that? Enjoy. Come in. Receive the invitation. Hallelujah. Hey, Jesus, you are the King of kings. You are my King. Jesus, you are the Lord of lords. You are my Lord. You rule. You reign over my life. Today, tomorrow, and forevermore, I declare your Lordship over my life. I celebrate your Lordship in Jesus' name. Why don't you just give him a clap offering? Get enthusiastic about it. Hallelujah. Come on. He's your King. He's your Lord. Hallelujah. 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 If, you, if that's all you get today, you've got something amazing to take home with you. Amen. You shift the spiritual atmosphere around your life. Glory to God. You participate with the operation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We cooperate with the operation of the Holy Spirit. We begin to preach and declare and decree the Word of God over our own life. And things begin to shift. Mind, mind, you know, we're, we're, our mind begins to shift from, from, from negativity to positivity. Amen. From sadness to gladness. Eh? Ha, hallelujah. From grief and sorrow and mourning to joy. Amen. We begin to laugh at what we, at the impossibilities in life and begin to believe that they become our possibility. 
glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Bless the Lord. Please be seated. Hallelujah. You know, you actually stand. Sometimes standing actually helps posture our heart. Bless the Lord. He, he just rested on this scripture in John 1 verse 10. He said, he came into the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize, did not know him. He came to that which belonged to him, to his own, his domain, creation, things, world. And they who were his own did not receive him and did not welcome him. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, the power, the privilege, the right to become the children of God. That is to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in and rely on him, his name. Who owe their birth neither to bloods nor to the will of the flesh, that of the physical impulse, nor to the will of man, that of a natural father, but to God. They are born of God. You know, when I see that, I saw God resting on this during worship and it was like, he came, he's coming today. You know, he came, but he comes. And he always comes with an invitation to receive that which he wants to impart. And he came and he's with us this morning. He's come, he is, and he will come. And he's, he, he's abiding this place because he inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. And he comes again with that invitation to know him and receive him as father and learn how to become a child of God. You know, a child of God doesn't, doesn't look to their own, a child doesn't look to their own wisdom. It comes, it humbles himself and, and what dad says goes. Amen. My dad said, hallelujah. And Holy Spirit is saying some things to us today. He's bringing the word of the Father and, and, and giving out invitation continually. Look in verse 12 with me again. To as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave authority, power, privilege, right to come, become children of God. That is to those who believe in and here to and trust in and rely on his name. So there's, there's a power, there's a privilege, there's an authority that's actually being released for us to receive by grace through faith this morning. There's a greater sense of privilege that we, are, we know him. You see, it, it deals with this entitlement thing that the, the, he inhabits our praises and he begins to impart this invitation to come to know him in a greater way and for it to be our privilege to live a, a, a life of feeling privileged to know him, to carry him. Amen? A privilege to worship him, a privilege to gather together today. Hallelujah. For he would have us live in that privilege and carry the power and the authority that the invitation into this place gives us as we accept it. Hallelujah. I hope that makes sense. Hey, verse 13. Those who owe their birth neither to bloods nor the will of the flesh, that of physical impulse, nor to the will of man, that of the, of the natural father, but to God. They are born of God. 
Now, this is a word that I wanted to land on. Verse 14. And the word Christ became flesh, human, incarnate, and tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while among us, and we actually saw his glory, his honour, his majesty, such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father, full of grace, favour, loving kindness and truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 15, John testified about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has priority over me, for he was born before me. He takes rank above me, for he existed before I did. He has advanced before me because he is my chief. Someone say, Jesus is my chief. Glory to God. For out of his fullness, abundance, we have received all, had a share, and we are all supplied with one grace after another and supernatural blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favour upon favour and gift heaped upon gift. What an incredible gift. His word comes, as Jason was speaking about earlier, that it would become flesh in our lives. Amen? That we would experience what this word comes to do and to be in our life. Not, not just another good message, not, 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 not fill us with a, with a load of head knowledge, but his word comes to transform us. And today being Resurrection Sunday, you know, he wants us to realise what's been imparted on the inside of us. The very life of God dwelling on the inside of us. And I believe that he wants us to not only know about it, but he wants us to experience what it's like to have to live a life quickened by the Holy Spirit, made alive by the Holy Spirit, the resurrection life of Christ on the inside of us. He is risen. Amen. He is risen from the dead. And I think there's some resurrection power going to be released here today. Amen. There's a quickening that's going to take place. You know, Scripture even talks about how the Holy Spirit quickens our mortal flesh, makes it alive. Amen. What's that saying? He's going to renew your youth. He's going to breathe on you. Amen. Turn to someone and say, he's breathing on you. He's breathing on you this morning. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He has risen, as he said he did, and as he said he would. So let's turn to John 20. That was just sort of like a beginning there, a landing place. Hallelujah. I'm going to read from verse 1, and I'm reading out of the King James Version, New, New King James Version. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. <laughs> yeah, somebody shouted out. The stone had been taken away from the tomb. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> she was there at his crucifixion. <laughs> you know, this stone wasn't just a little rock, it was a stone. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it, it was an amazing, huge stone. It had been taken away from the tomb. That in itself 
would have had to take some time if it was done in the natural. Then she ran, she ran and came to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said, don't you love the way John always writes about himself? Like in in all the other gospels, none of them say this, but he always refers to himself as the one that Jesus loved. Always. If he's in the picture, it's the one whom Jesus loved. Peter and the one whom Jesus loved, okay? And and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah? You know, if you if you want to get a revelation of the love of God, read the Gospel of John and John's letters. Amen. This man knew how much he was loved by God. It's almost like he's the only one that was ever in the picture when he speaks about what was going on. You know, because he was the one whom Jesus loved. Turn to someone and say, I'm the one whom Jesus loves. Glory! Hallelujah! Amen! Amen! <laughs> hey! You know, you even get to experience probably a greater experience than him because you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Amen? Revealing to you how much you're loved. Amen? You have him on the inside. He's, 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 he's taken up residence on the inside of you. Glory to God. (sighs) The one whom Jesus loved and said to them, (laughs) they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. And Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciple outran Peter. There he goes again. No inferiority complex going on here with this guy. And the others, I mean, why would you have to out, why would you have to note that you outran him? I mean, seriously, sounds like some people I know. just love like a child you know children always tell people how how much better and quicker they are than everybody else and <laughs> oh, glory <laughs> oh, yeah okay <laughs> oh and the other disciple out Peter and came and came to the tomb first yay Glory to God. Hallelujah. And he stooping down and looking in saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb and he saw the linen cloths lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Is a manner detail. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also. And he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away to their own homes. But what I want to draw out of here that they actually saw that he had risen. And they looked around. And really John's, John's detail is great because he had a really good look. He could see what was going on. He even knew that the cloths were folded. There's a man of detail. Amen. Hallelujah. He has risen as he said he would. You know, one of the, the things that I really love to embrace and uh, 
You know, I want to encourage you to do the same. Is how right across our nation today and on Good Friday, Jesus Christ was celebrated. Yeah? Churches were full that normally are not full. Yeah? Some people, you know, that's the only day they, they actually go to churches, Easter and Christmas. And I celebrate that. You know, some would criticize that, but I celebrate that. I see, I, I see in that that, that there's, there's people that really do honor him and they want to honor him on those days. And that encourages me. You know, like, so even, even our supermarkets are closed on Good Friday. You know, and they're closed because it's Good Friday. So I'm going to receive that and I encourage you too that they, they're closed in honour of Jesus. They're recognising that that was the day that Jesus was crucified. Amen? And we need to embrace that and we need to, we need to uh, uh, take whatever we can out of that as a, as a good thing. Amen? It's something, hey, our nation is celebrating. Regardless, we don't need to judge people's hearts. But we can see that as an act of honour. We need to see that as a love gift to God. And I believe that as we do that on their behalf, we actually receive the blessing for them. The blessing of honouring God. The empowerment of honouring God. Amen? Hallelujah. Most Woolworths and Coles are closed, uh, closed Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Um, I believe some major shopping centres are closed across the country. They shut their doors. Bottle shops also close on, on Good Friday. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's turn to Mark 6. I just want to draw out the, the truth out of this. What do, what do I want to talk about here? Ha. Hey. This scripture comes up just before it. We see that we're where Jesus was teaching in the synagogue and, and there were healings and miracles going on and people were astonished by him. And uh, they, they, they were amazed at, you know, and saying, where does this wisdom come from? In verse 1, it says, Then when he went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him, and when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are these are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. And they marvel because of their unbelief. He marvelled because of their unbelief. He went and then went about the villages in a circuit teaching. Jesus could not do any major things in his own hometown. What I'm talking about here is us as a church getting a hold of the fact that our, nation's honor his, our nation is honouring his death and his resurrection right now. Amen. There's even people, the unbelievers, that are actually honouring his death, honouring his resurrection. Amen? And for me, what that says is that <laughs> that honour actually is a part of releasing an outpouring across our nation, enabling God to do more. Why? Because he says a prophet is not without honour except in his own hometown except um, those are familiar with him, yeah? 
But those that are unfamiliar with him right now are honouring him. Regardless of where it's coming from, they are honouring him. So that tells me that if we grab a hold of that and we begin to declare and decree out that our nation honours the death, the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we prophetically are declaring the word of the Lord over our nation in their stead. Amen. Enabling him to move in a greater way in the life of our nation. Does anyone give me a wave that they get what I'm saying here? Amen. Glory to God. Those that don't even know him as we know him are honouring him. And I believe he's going to be able to do a whole heap as we get a hold of that. As we, as, if we begin to celebrate that. You know, I've heard many saints say, oh, you know, like, uh, oh, well, they, they, people are, are going to church just because they have to. No, they don't. They make a choice to. Amen. They make a choice to be there to honour him and to honour his, his life. The life that was poured out in our stead. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, the Easter message is, is one of, of, of selfless love. He healed us. He saved us. He loves us. Love to set us free. In, in Romans 5 verse 8 it says, that, But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were yet still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, died for us. Therefore, since we are now justified, someone say, I'm justified, acquitted. Come on, preach it. Acquitted, made righteous, and brought into right relationship with God. Someone say, I'm brought into right relationship with God. I have right relationship with Him. Now, hallelujah, by Christ's blood. How much more certain is it we shall be saved by him from the indignation and wrath of God? For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain now that we are reconciled, that we shall be saved, daily delivered from sin's dominion through his resurrection life. Through his resurrection life, we are daily delivered. Amen? We are daily delivered from sin's domain. Hallelujah. It's lost its power over us. Glory to God. We're justified. We're sanctified. We are holy. Amen? We are sanctified under him. It's finished. Bless the Lord. We have so much to praise him for. Not only so, but we also rejoice and exultingly glory in God, in his love and perfection through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received and enjoy our reconciliation. Praise God. He wants us to enjoy our reconciliation. You know, so many of us can live in the hope of something to come. You know, we can live in the hope of going to heaven one day. But God wants us to enjoy now. Enjoy the fulfillment now in our own lives, that we would live a fulfilled life, that we would begin to step into that abundance that Jesus has given us. Do you know there's nothing? That, 
I think about Lazarus in, 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 in the tomb, dead for four days, and, 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 and even to the degree where the disciples say, Lord, he stinks. <laughs> Amen? But all he said was, operating in their power and the authority that, that God had given him, was Lazarus come forth. You know, and I believe in Resurrection Sunday that, you know, there is so much that we could look back in and think, well, okay, that's dead now. Or, or that's dead to me now. I can't go that again. I've tried it. Hasn't worked. Whatever. It's lost to me. But Jesus would say to you right now, nothing is lost in him. And if we get one thing out of Resurrection Sunday, I believe that we should receive hope for even those things that we call, we think are dead and buried to come alive. Amen? To be restored to us. And you know, when He restores, when He redeems by His blood, when He redeems, you, you actually get to embrace and enjoy those things as if you had never, ever let them go. As if they had never, ever passed by. It's like you've been stewarding it so well right from the beginning. His redemptive blood brings it as if you already had done that. Turn to someone and say, nothing is lost to me. I gained everything when I gained him. Amen. In Christ. In Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. Hallelujah. Verse, Romans 5, verse 18 again. But Christ proved... God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we are still lost and ungodly. And there is still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration, you are now righteous in my sight. You are now righteous in my sight. Why don't you turn to someone and say, you are now righteous in his side. You know, if God before you, who can bring any accusation against you? Let this revelation shut the mouth of the accuser of the brethren once and for all in your life. Because you are righteous in his sight. Let this truth become your reality, that you are now righteous in the sight of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. Verse 10. So if, while we were still enemies, God fully reconciled us to himself through the death of his son, then something greater than friendship is ours. Now we are at peace with God. And because we share in his resurrection life, how much more will we be rescued from sin's dominion? And even more than that, we overflow with triumphant joy in our new relationship of living in harmony with God all 
because of Jesus. You know, there's some powerful declarations that are being made here. One of them is that we will never experience the wrath of God. That has to bring a huge degree of freedom to enjoy our relationship with him without fear of rejection. Another declaration, he says something greater than friendship is ours. There's not necessarily a forever after uh, connected with friendship. You know, it's, uh, friendships, you know, have you noticed friends can come and friends can go? There's not a forever after with friendship. Praise God, we have some lifelongers, yeah? We celebrate that. But we can experience the joy of knowing that he's not going anywhere. We are forever united with him. Glory to God. God becomes our father and we become his children, his sons and his daughters. We become born of God. We become family. Hallelujah. God says in his word that he puts the solitary in families. You know, it's not a club. This is a family. This is a family. I long for the church to get a revelation of that the church is a family. Ah. I remember so many years ago where the Lord gave me the name for this church. Liberty Family Church. I've been under pressure 25 years it's been named Liberty Family Church and it, unless he tells me to change it we won't be changing it but I've noticed you know over the years that we've had a little bit of pressure to make it something a little bit more you know like a bit, you know more I don't know <laughs> not quite so boring but now I've noticed over the last probably five years that the church globally have started to use the word family a lot more begin to, that, that word family has begun to seep into the culture of the church. The church is a family with mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, uncles and aunts. Amen. Lifelong. Lifelong. We need to have lifelong connection as family, regardless if we go overseas or whatever. You know, I've got so many daughters in other nations, <laughs> Dubai and Canada and everywhere, one sitting on the front row. Let's celebrate Mandy. She's visiting us for, for, for a month and, you know, we're still we're connected. There's that lifelong connection that we have with him. And as, as children of God, as family, we, we need to have, start to have some really lifelong connections because we're going to have them forever. Amen? Regardless, we're going to have them forever. We're going to be together forever. Amen. Not only with Jesus, but with each other. That's just a little throw in there. Very relaxing up here, isn't it? Hey, very chilled. Come and enter into his rest. Bless the Lord. Where was I? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lifelong relationships. Alongside of that, we 
of that, he's in us. We become family. We're together. Amen. We become a family. He puts the solitary in families. We have the grace to, be, to have great relationships because we love with his love. I pray that the revelation of Christ's love fill and flood our nation. Let's do that. Every day, the revelation of the love of God fill and flood our nation. Amen. His resurrection life fill and flood our nation. Hallelujah. Today being Easter Sunday, it's known as Resurrection Sunday. This is the day that our nation celebrates the fact that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead and now sits at the right hand of God the Father. You know, something, just going back on that a little bit, something that really blessed me was that our Prime Minister and the leader of the opposition are both going to church today. They both went to church on Good Friday and they promised not to campaign against one another. They actually called a ceasefire. I don't know whether you watch the news, but they called a ceasefire on Good Friday and Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Isn't that good news? You need to give it up. That's acknowledgement. Amen. Hallelujah. That's powerful. That, that is so powerful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just pray that the freedom that we've experienced today Father, that your word brings with it a truth because it is the truth. It's the truth that sets us free. Why don't you stand up with me? And the freedom that your truth brings today. We ask for that freedom, Father, not just be here for us today, not be just our experience, Lord God. But, Father, we stand in the gap for our nation today that they would experience your freedom, that they would hear your truth and that they would experience the freedom that your truth comes to bring. Hallelujah. Even if they hear it by accident, Lord. We thank you, Father, that your word is powerful and it contains the power in itself to bring itself to pass. Father, we thank you for it. We rejoice in the truth. Thank you, Father, that we can build our life on this truth. The day we're talking about the resurrection, God is alive. Jesus is alive. We build our life on that truth. That he was crucified on the cross. That he was buried and he rose again. And he rose in victory because he defeated every enemy that could possibly come against him and us, Lord. So we thank you. Thank you, Father. He's dealt with it all. And Father, we thank you that you are welcoming, you are inviting us into that revelation this morning. You are inviting us in to embrace that truth, that that truth would impact our life like never before. Father, we thank you for it. We bless you, Lord. And we give you all the praise and glory because we know that he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf. He became our sin on the cross. He was our substitute. He took our place. He went to prison and he suffered and he suffered until the penalty was paid. And when he had met the demands of justice, death could no longer hold him. He was made alive. He arose from the dead 
and he became the firstborn from among the dead. And we thank you that when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, God declares us righteous on the grounds of what Jesus did. We are justified. We are saved by his grace through faith. Hallelujah. We understand by faith his commitment, his sacrifice and his victory. And we thank you, Father, that's the only way we will be able to shape, share the power of the cross and perfect love. Amen. And walk in that perfect love that casts out fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Why don't you give it up for the Lord this morning? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Let's just lift our hands. Thank you, Father. Look, even last, I just felt since such a commissioning, you know, but it's only a free person that can set another person free. On Good Friday, I shared that we are the altar call. We are the altar call. Our life becomes an altar call for others. Your freedom becomes an altar call for others. Your love becomes the altar call for others. Your grace that you walk in becomes an altar call for others. Hallelujah. That we walk in that love and we love and we love until people ask, what is it about you? Amen. Hallelujah. I see so many gatherings around tables. I'm seeing gatherings around tables. You know, people can rely on altar calls at churches to get people saved. That's, your, that's the job. That's the work of the ministry. Amen. That's the work of the ministry. Your life being an altar call. Amen. Hallelujah. Having communion with others around your table. Amen. Hallelujah. That they know who you are <laughs> by what you carry and by who you carry and the way you carry him. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the privilege of serving you, Lord. We thank you for the privilege of being a part of your family. And we thank you for the privilege of being able to love as you love, Lord, and walk in the grace that you've given us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.